Am I good to go? You're good to go. Sweet. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Strange Little Worlds. You know, the show with a lot of spookiness and murder. I'm your co-host, Drew. And I'm your co-host, Danny. And welcome, as always, to Strange Strange Little Little Worlds. Worlds. Danny, you can do the thing. It's a bi-weekly podcast where we tell you stories of spooky stuff and murder. But you say to yourself, wait a minute, it hasn't been a bi-week yet. It's actually been a week since the last episode. What's going on? Yes, don't worry. The thing is, we decided that since we're doing research in Manhattan, and it's very hard for us to choose actually one story each in Manhattan mm-hmm. because Manhattan is so big and so, big. so old that we decided, you know what? Let's try something right now called what we're called mini episodes, or I like to call them pods, but that's more of a science fiction term, so we're not really <laughs> going to go there. Our nerds is showing. True story. So these are shorter episodes, or as I like to call it, you know, the equivalent of spirit dominoes. So it's 30 (laughs) minutes or your hour back. Um, So as always, Danny has nominated me to go first. And since she's 50% of this partnership, you know, and she's the the lady, which she says goes. (laughs) So I'll start with my story. And mine is something I've actually wondered about, Danny, because as you know, I live in um, Westchester, so I have to take the train into work. Oh, me too. We both actually work in the city, I yeah, think, right? And I, yeah, and I, we both take the green line. Uh, no, I take the blue line. The blue line. Well, I take the green line. The point is that there's a spot there called Spite and Dival. Um, mm. And I know it's kind of... I know, yeah, I've been there. My mom's on the green. I've had to go visit her, and I'm uh, always like, how do you say that? How do you yeah. say that? Yeah, because it's Spite and Dival, uh-huh. as the as the conductors call it. You know, the guys always, you know, sometimes when they say Fordham, they used to be like, it's Fordham or Fordham. So I always called it Duvel. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's funny because like when you think about it, it sounds like spite and the devil. Uh, and yeah, it does. Yeah. So again, this is linked to, back to our old friends, the Dutch and Ooh. those Dutch settlers who recorded the name back in uh, 1647, which was around the time that Peter Stuyvesant, that's around the time he showed up to New Amsterdam or what we call now New York. Uh-huh. That name was recorded referencing usually the turbulent waters nearby in what the Native American settlers called Muscuta. I'm okay. probably sure I said that wrong. I'm very sorry to- <laughs> Sorry to our Native relative. American listeners. <laughs> yep. I'm very sorry, guys. Or it was either that or a reference to a what was described as a calm, bubbling freshwater spring at the base of Inwood Hill. Ooh. Now- that is what history says. There actually is a, another, somewhat more popular origin of why. And it's actually connected to someone I've become very acquainted with, uh, Washington Irving. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially since I worked at Horseman's Hollow last year. Yes. Uh, you mean he, this year? Yeah, last year, this year. I, my time's a blur. <laughs> I'm already in 2020. <laughs> my brain's accepted it. So the story was told by Washington Irving in his book, uh, The Knickerbocker History of New York, which, as you know, was a satire. Okay. So in this story, he brings up a person whose name was Anthony Van Corlear, mm-hmm. who he was a known trumpeter. He was okay. a famous trumpeter uh, who was favored none other by Peter Stuyvesant, uh-huh. who used the man's skills to notify people when gatherings were going to happen or in times of crisis. Okay. So. Irving's legend goes that one damp summer night, Stuyvesant summons Van Corlear to brave an awful hurricane of a storm to warn the people of New Amsterdam of a secret British attack. Now, funny enough that this legend says that because in around 1664, when the British 
gave the Duke of York, who later became King Charles II, I believe. I think that's what it was. Okay. The land that was New Netherlands, the British actually did come and seize New Amsterdam. So it's kind of funny that that was either foreshadowed or referenced in the book. Right. So you have Vancouver there blowing his trumpet repeatedly, awakening the people in this awful night of storm. Now, he arrives at the tip of Manhattan. Okay. But the ferryman who could usher him across the rivers that we know as the Harlem and the Hudson River— there's nowhere to be found. You can't call him. You can't see him and whatnot. So this guy says, you know what? I'm going to swim across in spite of the devil. Uh, so he shoulders his trumpet and he begins <laughs> to swim the muscoot waters. Now, according to the legend, some creature, whether it's a demon or sometimes the devil himself, heard his declaration and said, excuse me. <laughs> so while he's in the middle of the creek, this creature grabs his leg and tries to drag him under. <gasps> So despite the fear and the shock of this, this is, of course, before Jaws ever even made people right, afraid to go yeah, in the water. Yeah. <laughs> ben Corollaire was able to grab his trumpet and blow a note so loud that it scared the entity and let him go. Ooh. So even though he was victorious, the victory came at the cost of exhausting him, and he drowned regardless. Oh, damn. Exactly. So, and of course, in Irving's version specifically, the creature was a menacing fish, you know, giant Evil flounder, probably. Okay. Like that. And <laughs> Is this the Hudson River? <laughs> and, he, and his last action was he basically played his last song as the waves brought him under. So, so just imagine, you know, some taps playing. <laughs> but then, like, add bubbles to it. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Sad. So now the question being, Danny, is this is a legend. So was this right. fact or fiction? Because, you know, Legend of Sleepy Hollow was, you know, was a fiction. Right. But it's essentially become part, part of, of their culture. history. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So history proves that there was indeed an Anthony Van Corlear uh-huh. who arrived in New Amsterdam in 1644. Did he play the trumpet? He was. Oh. He was actually a famous trumpeter. Okay. Now, he is remembered, Van Corlear, for his and I described it as portly stature, and I kid you not, his gigantic red nose. Now, <laughs> Poor he, man. Indeed. So he had a relative whose schoolmaster is named Jacob Van Corlear, who is remembered in New York City in his namesake, the Corlear's Hook, mm-hmm. which we know now as a park okay. on the Lower East Side, which is funny enough, actually used to be a famous slum. Mm. That was known for its prostitution circles Ooh. with a record of 87 brothels in 1839. Parents, this is where the kids walk out of the room just for a bit. <laughs> um, so Anthony, who had been a garrison trumpeter for the Dutch West India Company, which I believe is where he met Peter Stuyvesant. They were both mm. under that employee at one point. Okay. And he was known to, at times, accompany Dutch officials in meetings with the English. And he even accompanied, like I just said, Stuyvesant when the Dutch took over New Sweden in 1655. Okay. So now that's proof that he was real. Okay. Real person. The area around Spite and Dival is home to a lot of Native American settlements, which, funny enough, we actually still remember today because a lot of their names ended up being names of streets and locations. For yeah, example, that makes sense. on the Manhattan side, the village of, and again, excuse me if I'm saying this incorrectly, Shura. Kapok, which is when translated the wet place, is where Kapok Street lies. Okay. So funny enough, it was indeed at that location where Peter Minuit purchased Manhattan in 1626. Uh-huh. Very nice. On the Bronx side, we have the Nip Nietzsche, aka the Muddy Place. Okay. Which, you know. 
was Muddy Place. Muddy Place. And then in 1609, Henry Hudson, again, who named the Hudson River, anchored his ship, the Half Moon, during a storm where his first mate, Robert Jouette, made note of the ground around what is Berrien's neck and the distinctive white-green, which we now know as another stop on the Green Line, Marble Hill. Mm-hmm. Again, a lot of the things that we've been we've doing research about, these are things that led to what we call, yeah, the, what they're named world. are, yeah, today. You know? So now, essentially, Anthony was a real person, a trumpeter. And funny enough, he was actually remembered in another story, mm-hmm. uh, which is told by Charles M. Skinner in his book, Myths and Legends of Our Own Land, uh, Volume 1, The Hudson and Its Hills. Well, it was told, that, and this is, again, relating to his nose, that... A sturgeon, which is, you know, is a kind of fish, right. was killed by a ray of sunlight reflected off the surface of his big, red, shiny nose. Oh, poor guy. He just can't get a break. <laughs> Apparently. And hilariously, Irving quoted in his satire, you know, The History of New York, that Anthony Knows Mountain, which, as we know, is a little up, little actually where upstate is, kids, Okay. <laughs> You know, Westchester's not upstate, you guys. Yeah. So there's a place called, reference because Anthony Nose Mountain along the Hudson was named because of this sturgeon kill. Uh-huh. Um, now, that actually might not be true. Again, right. there was a satire. Right. But funny enough, Irving actually might have based his story on two people. The first was Anthony himself being a famous trumpeter. But the other might have actually been a relative of his, whose name was Arendent. Van Corlier. Now, uh-huh. now Erdent also helped found Schenectady oh. back in 1662. And he married Antonia Slagboom, who was actually the widow of a guy named Jonas Bronx, whose name would inspire what we now call the Bronx. Huh, I used and to that live next Bronx, to Schenectady. That was Bronx, uh, B-R-O-N-C-K. Oh. So, again, us Americans can't pronounce Dutch correct. We break that an X. <laughs> it's an X. It's an X. Call, yeah. call it a day. It's an X. So it's a day. The other thing that's funny is that his relative drowned in Lake and uh, Champlain, 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 I think it Thank is. Thank you. In 1667, during a storm, and it was also said that he was struck down by the devil himself. Uh-huh. So, okay. so again, Irving taking pieces of history because again he had an encyclopedic knowledge of not just areas he lived in or had visited, but also his knowledge of the to- of the government and right. times, like a lot of. Prominent figures in that time ended up being an Irving story. He references Stuyvesant huh. and Van Corlear. You know, he was very big on on mixing real with, with fiction, fiction. Okay. to create that kind of middle ground. Okay. So, most likely, if this actually did happen, this kind of incident, it was probably, as Irving said, it was something called a vicious moss bunker, which is usually either kind of giant fish or a giant crab or lobster, which would make sense why it would reach down and grab. Grab, yeah. And Corlier. But funny as some people actually believed it was a bull shark. Oh. Yes, which would make, if that's true, Anthony's death one of the first recorded shark attacks in the New World. Oh. So. If it's, well, we don't know yet. Right. But again, should that actually happen, the death most likely would have been from underestimating not only the depth of the water itself, but also the length of the river and, you know, what the storm that night would have done to increase the water's tidal range. Right, yeah. So, amusing enough, because some party went, wow, that's a really good story. Where's the ghost? 
you know, I should just have that. You know, if I don't like, where's the ghost, Drew? Where's the ghost? What's in the box? We should have, oh God, that was an awful movie. We should have a button. Where's the ghost? Please don't. <laughs> Cause then I'll just play it mine. I was like, that was easy. <laughs> Even though his death happened 300 plus years ago, some have said that in either just their imagination or something else that people have claimed they've heard a loud trumpet blast bellowing louder in the wind at times of great storms in that area. Mm. So if it is true, it looks like not only as Van Corley are still doing the mission Stuyvesant said, but he seems to be a little stuck in the mud, if you know mm. what I mean. So that's my main episode. A special thank you to Untap New York, the Bowery Boogie, and funny enough, a special assist from Wikipedia. Hey. Hey there. Wikipedia makes a return. Indeed. So that's my episode. So Danny, thoughts before we uh, wrap this up? I love this. And poor man and his poor red nose. He just can't get a freaking break. Yep. This is, he would have probably loved Rudolph. Right in time for the holidays. Right in time for the holidays, y'all. Yeah. Don't go to Michael's, everybody, because it's already <laughs> Christmas. And if anyone lives in the area and knows of this trumpet, maybe y'all can set up a recording send it to us play Play a tune hey hey so that's pretty much it thank you everyone for enjoying the mini episode thank you let us know how you feel about it do you like it do you not like it uh do you want more of it do you want less of it do you not want it at all yeah you know whatever works so (laughs) leave us a review leave us a rating tell us and where are we recorded again I, i i i always tell people and then i forget we're in Manhattan. No, I'm not. We're, I know we're in. We're, no, we're in New York. What I'm saying is, no, I wasn't asking that. Like the, where we're on, you know, the Spotify. And the, oh. <laughs> you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. You know where we are. Just go to our website, strangelittleworlds.com. The whole list is there, and you can email us. You can. Follow us on the social media. We have Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're posting pretty regularly and we're also receptive. So if you make a message, we will respond to you. We're still starting base. So we are not big enough to ignore you yet. It's a two man show or a man and a woman show. It's a a modern comedy. So, (laughs) so yeah, feel free. Our handle is at SLW podcast and We'll see you next time. Indeed. And everyone, really don't say you're going to swim in spite of the devil before you do it. And also wait at least an hour after you've eaten. Thank you. Bye. Bye.